Hi everyone, I'm Jocelyn and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host meaningful conversations exploring all topics of the human experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hello, Camila. <laughs> Hola, Jocelyn. How are, how is your spirit doing right now? Um, I love that question. I think my spirit is, um, I feel grounded today. I worked a lot yesterday, but I'm feeling like really good and centered and cleared these days, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, (laughs) I also have been feeling grounded and centered as well. And I wanted to ask you, like, what do you feel has contributed to you feeling that way lately? There's been quite a bit of resolve, I think, um, in my life in terms of this healing journey I've been on. Like, obviously, we're all on a healing journey, right? But there's very specific things that have come up in my life over the past year or so like I lost my father um it was just a year ago like maybe in in June it was a year um and that's been a very non-linear super expansive but also very um has a lot of gravity the the grieving process and and it's opened my heart in a way that I couldn't have anticipated so I think moving through all of that and um, really having to hold tight to just witnessing and not wrapping myself around too much of the things that have come up over the past year. Um, mm. I'm in a new relationship, which is also really like expansive and just a lot of reflecting and yeah. practicing just, like I said, not just witnessing and not, um, white knuckling any part of the process. So I've, I've found kind of this, I think I found my, um, how do you call it? My, I found my stride, I guess a little bit. So yeah, I feel, I feel expanded and good and just kind of like, okay, like I'm, I'm prepared to, um, endure all of this. Yeah. I like how you use the word witnessing. Cause I feel like it puts you in the place of like the observer, rather than like, I don't know, I feel like it's, you're more empowered in that position, especially when you're going through like this kind of healing and all this newness. So I'm glad that you are processing it and experiencing all of this in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Before we dive into more of our conversation, I'm going to ask you to share what it is that you feel grateful for with us. So I've been thinking about this since, uh, since I, since we were first in, in contact. And for me, there's so many things, um, for me, I'm most grateful for like on a consistent basis, I'm grateful for perspective and sort of allowing myself to continue to lift veils and, and really be able to see things from 
like aerial 360, like all around um, and not get too locked in or too zoomed in on, on a perspective that might be based on like projection of something I have inside of me, but really just zooming out and um, not keen to the word like objective in the context, but like sort of that, you know, just not trying to disengage from like running my stories, you know, and just like, really just like I said, like, like it ties into what I was saying earlier of just like witnessing. And um, I'm also really grateful for rest and sort of this newfound capacity I have to give myself permission to do that. And it's, I think it's a little cliche (laughs) to say that, but truly like I have such indoctrinated capitalism that it's so difficult for me to really just give myself permission to do a lot of pleasurable things. And I fucking love like laying down and not doing anything. So that's been, (laughs) that's been nice to just like, just to be able to do that lately and like have a work schedule that permits me to not be grinding super hard all the time and kind of do it on my own terms. So I feel like that's where I'm at right now in terms of my gratitude. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that. I feel like I'm also, it can feel cliche because I feel like a lot of us are awakening to the fact that, wait a second, rest is actually like, so some, yeah. And it's, it's not even about like productivity or not. It's just something that I deserve for no reason other than I'm just human. And mm-hmm. um, yesterday I went to the beach and every time I go, I feel like I'm always like planning to like, okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to write when I get there. I'm going to meditate. And yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lay here. I feel like I haven't done this in a while. I'm always trying to do things everywhere. Yeah. So I can relate to that. What do you feel is one of, if you can recall, one of your like most cherished newfound perspectives that you've gained. (laughs) That gave me the chills. Um, What is one of my most cherished? Well, I was working with a friend. um, Her name is Hillary Jack and Doff. And she's uh, a friend that I met at herb school and we stayed connected and she's just like, like the big sister I never had, but also just has been so incredibly supportive of me. And we were working together like one-on-one she does coaching and she's a meditation teacher and she does yoga nidra. So it's a lot of like gray matter work and subconscious work and nervous system work. And um, we were doing coaching sessions once, once a week. And, and one of the things she pointed out to me was like, I'm a, I'm a Gemini. So I'm in my Mercury all the time. And also like, I'm just highly intellectual as it is. And, uh, not, I don't mean to say that in a self-important way, but truly like the way I observe the world, it's like, I absorb a lot of information. No, when you said that, I was like, oh, I love how she just describes herself as that. Like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and that's just how I, I mean, that is how I interact with the world. And, um, 
one of the things she pointed out to me was that like with healing and especially when it's, when it pertains to like somatic healing, the kind of passive healing, like she was like, you know, you really like white knuckle your way or like you're very like results um oriented and you need all this like data and you need all this stuff to like quantify your healing but she was like that's not it you know she's like and she's the one who kind of was reiterating a lot to me like just witness just literally just witness there's not anything you need to do but just be in your shit and that is like deep, but also very simple in the sense where it's like, yeah, you really don't, I don't have to do anything, but just be with myself, which is like easier said than done, because that's like, as a, it's part of the human condition, I think to avoid that process, because it's, it can be really painful. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, for where I'm at in my life, I've been through some traumatic shit early on and like, collected all these tools and all these things and all this information. And I got to a point where I'm like, okay, it's time to integrate, but what does that actually look like? Mm -hmm. And it really is just doing less. Um, And it sounds, it can sound reductive, but, um, but I think just relinquishing like any self-imposed pressure to um, always just be like in my healing, like I can be a little unrelenting in my self-inquiry. And that's like, Mm. That's part of my, that's part of my magic, but it can also be, um, I can also burn myself out doing that. And so I think just having that reminder, like that new perspective and being able to remind myself, like, it's okay to just not have to do anything about how you're feeling and just kind of like, let it like wait, like ride it like a wave, like let it come in and let it go back out as well. So I think that's, that's what's been close to my heart at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of going back to seeing like relating, witnessing to like becoming the observer. I think I love that because I feel like I'm also very introspective, like all the time. I'm always questioning myself. I'm always like, efforting to heal. And I think that that is a beautiful thing, but I think it can, I mean, I've definitely exhausted myself (laughs) in that. And, um, there's a thin line and also like just something that's popping out to say, like witnessing and observing versus absorbing, which I've been like a chronic absorber of like my thoughts or like whatever hardwired narrative that was like imprinted on me from my early childhood development, but at any point in my life, you know? And so it really is, I like how you said, like efforting to healing and really it's, it's just, um, it is, yeah, it's a fine line and it takes a lot of, it's a, it's a constant practice to be in just witnessing for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's so much power in that because, When you are just witnessing, you are learning so much about yourself, even in just that like restful stillness of observing yourself. Mm -hmm. And even that, like you mentioned in itself is something I feel like a lot of people avoid because it can be confrontational, just witnessing 
mm-hmm. what you're thinking, what you're, how you're responding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Thank you for sharing that perspective with us. And it sounds like those one-on-ones was very healing for you and awakening for you. So whoever that is sounds really great. Yeah, Hillary, Hillary is amazing. And they were, they were, it was a very healing experience. And it was also just like, so empowering. But the thing about Hillary specifically, and I'm just going to spend a moment here talking about her because she's so dope, but she's just so pragmatic. Like she would kind of look at me and just like kind of laugh, even though she was like really calling me out on some deep shit. And it was like, it was kind of the lightheartedness and the, um, she's very pragmatic. And that's kind of like, you know, like, it's also a good reminder to just like, not take the shit so seriously. Like it is serious because it's like your spirit and your heart and all those things like serious and that it's sacred at some capacity, but also it's like having a little fun with it. Like, and just lightening up is, does a lot of good and is super nourishing in and of itself, you know, just being able to kind of like laugh at your shit, like, Whoa, like, I was really on trash. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, and just being able to be a little more playful. Cause really like playfulness. I read, I was reading, um, I was reading, I was reading a book about like attachment styles. And, um, one of the things that stuck out to me in reading the book, um, cause I'm really into nervous system work. Uh, and also like another incredible book around nervous system healing is, the body keeps the score. But one of the things that stuck out was like, okay, like you can analyze and understand and pinpoint like where all your trauma comes from or where your like reptilian brain is hardwired, like your need to be safe in certain capacities. But I read that play is the antidote to a hypervigilant nervous system. And I was just like, Whoa, like that's not even that like that's so accessible for anyone anywhere at any time, no matter what you've been through. And it's like we all know how to play Mm -hmm. and you don't need money to do that. You don't need like, you know, no matter who you are, where you're at, like you can you can access that. And I was like, damn, like that's liberating. So it really is like have like that's another, I think, perspective that's close to my heart right now is just being able to like lighten up a little bit. Cause I'll be so serious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever I catch myself, like being serious in in any reflection of the word, I remind myself, like, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to work or when it just anything, I like have to remind myself, like have fun with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember what that attachment styles book is called I think it's literally just called the attachment theory workbook oh, okay. and it's um I can send you the link after it's very like it's very um what I want to use like a little elementary because it's like an actual workbook and you can like reflect in it and I'm like you know sometimes like being able to dial it down and like just it, like absorb information that's very just like base level um, and isn't so intricate is like, I need that sometimes, you know, Um, because I feel like I have a tendency to complexify things like as I observe them and consider like consider them. Um, And that, that book was just, that was a necessity for me at the time. Cause like I have a friend who's a counselor and 
she's like, you have an anxious attachment style. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I feel anxious in my relationships, but like, well, how does that manifest itself? And so, um, doing that workbook was just like, whoa, like even in your friendships, um, like I felt like it was more, I was drawn to it relationally, um, like romantic relationally, just to kind of better contextualize myself. And like when things didn't feel like they were working or when I was just, you know, feeling really insecure, no matter who it was or what it was. And, um, but, but that book, was a game changer. And it's not, it doesn't even have to be that book, but just learning about your attachment style in general. Like also another thing that might sound like a little, not cliche, but just like, um, there's a lot of people that talk about healing and it's like very like buzzwordy and all that shit, but learning about your attachment style, like really is empowering to like, understand how you interact in your relationships and to give context and just to know yourself a little bit better. So I highly recommend like diving into that in any way that anybody feels called to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was actually one of my biggest focuses in my shadow work last year is my codependency and learning about my attachment styles and something that um, was very pivotal for me was that book, the body keeps score. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. It is so good. I had to like pace myself reading through yes. it. Though because yeah. It was pretty intense in, in some moments. Um, a lot of moments. It's a pretty intense book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. I am currently experiencing uh, exploring a, a new relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I was telling another podcast interview of mine that I didn't choose the plant-based life. I feel like it chose me mm-hmm. because all of a sudden my body just started craving this whole new diet, like just wanting vegetables and fruits and, um, you know, plants and foods that sprout from the ground. And I, no longer crave all the foods that I've been eating my whole life, which is meats and all of that. So when I saw that you studied the sociology of food and you're a holistic Mm -hmm. chef and you make herbal medicine, I was really excited to kind of touch on those things. So where does that journey begin for you? Um, it, it's been, my whole, I think I reached a point maybe in the past few years where I realized like, oh, like everything in my life, every job I worked, every, like every class I took was leading up to where I'm at now. And I went to school in San Francisco and, uh, got a degree in social and behavioral science. Cause I'm just like, I'm such a a nerd when it comes to like understanding like the human condition. Like I just, I could be in that all day, every day. And, um, but I'm like, well, what, what am I going to do with this? You know, like, I don't, I don't know if that I care to, cause I'm also very creative. Like I was a painter and, um, used a lot of different mediums as a, as a kid and into, um, my late teens and early twenties and a writer. And so I've always been very creative coupled with this sort of like logistical brain. And, um, 
So I don't know. I had all these pieces at that time. And I was like, I think I'm going to go to culinary school. And everyone was like, what? I was like, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's just what this is going to be. And I went and it was just like, not for me. And like, even though I'm really intellectual, I studied or I, uh, I struggled through school because it was very difficult for me, like this imposed structure of, of exploring information. It felt really like um, rigid and confining for me. So I never, I was like a C average student, like truly. Um, So I went to culinary school. I didn't stay because it just, I got a really good restaurant job and uh, fine dining restaurant in San Francisco when I was living there at the time. And Mm -hmm worked in a lot of top 100 restaurants and basically just got paid to learn what they were teaching me in culinary school. But the environment, the restaurant environment is so unforgiving. It's so misogynistic and my anxiety and um, my, the I have a lot of fire too in me. And so it was just like, it was just a lot of heat all the time and a lot of intensity mm. and I wasn't sleeping. And it was, um, I was like, honestly, very miserable. You know, you get yelled at a lot and it's just this very like fast paced, like, um, aggressive environment. And for me, cooking was really about nourishment and like making the, the, uh, the process of making art. And you're not really, you are afforded some opportunity to be creative, but you have to work your way up to like, you know, like a suit, there's like a really hard hierarchy in kitchens where it's like, you're not really, your creativity isn't valued till you get to a certain point. And to me, I'm like, that's, I don't, that's weird to me mm-hmm. um, because I think everybody should be able to express themselves throughout. So I kind of just hit a wall. I like, I burnt out and I was like, I was, you know, I just gotten out of a really, I was in a bad relationship in and out of a bad relationship. And I was like, I have to, I have to go. And my best friend moved to LA. And so I kind of just followed her. I had some friends down here and some family, but it was just kind of a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, I was like, I'm never working in restaurants again. Mm -hmm. Um, I I worked on a food truck for a while called uh, free range. It was like a fried chicken food truck. And it was like, it was very like, it was very um, like hype beastie type, like okay. environment. I was the only girl. I was the youngest girl mm. and they resented, they resented me for that. And they were, it was a tough place to be in, but it also really socialized me to LA and kind of like the environment and the types of people and all the little groups. And so I value it for that sense, but I also I also just, <laughs> I don't look back on it fondly per se, but so after that, I, I, I was still very burnt out and very tired and I started to get really sick. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, very classic symptoms of like autoimmunity and, um, which I have my feelings about that diagnosis and that term. And I won't, I won't go too, in too much into it at the moment, but, um, it was just chronic fatigue and my skin was terrible. And I was like, my digestion was bad and I wasn't sleeping. And I was just constantly in this like hypervigilant state, which when I reflect now I'm able to identify, but at the time I didn't really know what was happening. And I was getting this rash just like all over my body, up my face, inside my ears. And I was like, what is happening? You know, I was like, I felt like my body was really shutting down and Um, I called my dad at the time and I was just like, I don't, you know, I was explaining my symptoms to him and he 
my dad was uh, an internal medicine doctor and it was like integrative Eastern Western, um, very holistic, very dynamic. Like he was a true healer. Um, and so he, re- I, I was really exposed to herbs and acupuncture and cupping and also understanding like the Western medical industrial complex and how violent it is. And, um, so that was all in me at a young age. And I think I, not that I took it for granted. I just didn't understand. It just didn't come into my orbit orbit as important until my adult life. Yeah. And so I call it happens, her- I think in many different aspects, as we get older, we're like, Oh my yes. goodness, I'm so grateful to have experienced that as a, you know? Yeah. I mean, if not for that, then I, I don't like, I don't think I would be who I am now um, and have the skills that I have. He really like planted those seeds and they blossomed like later on. But um, yeah, he started, you know, he just like recommended some herbs to me and different things. And so um, I went, I, that's when I really started to dig in in homeopathy and just like reading about herbs and different like holistic approaches to like the skin stuff. And then I got really into gut health, which is in my opinion, like the foundation of, of any healing, like gut health and liver health and stuff like that. So I did like a microbiome cleanse and, um, was just using all these herbs and calendula was like one of my number one allies at the time. And so I like healed myself and I was, you know, I was like pre-diabetic. I was like chronically ill, um, and had like severe, like leaky gut, and which I later like diagnosed myself of all of these things. And so I really got in, I was like, damn, like, this is really incredible and potent. And like, people need to know how to access this information and um, need the resources to do so. Cause it's like, we all are, you know, people call me a healer and I'm just like, mm, like, thank you. But also like we all are, and we all have that capacity. And I don't always take to that, to that title, uh, super willingly only because it can be polarizing in the sense where some people like put it on a pedestal and I'm like, no, like Mm -hmm. everybody has the capacity to heal themselves spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, and maybe someone like myself might have more experience in creating a container where people can explore that in a way that works for them. That might be my specialty, but, um, but everybody has access to healing themselves. And so having all this information, I got really excited and really got into homeopathy. And, um, I was studying with an integrative holistic nutritionist doing like recipe testing and, uh, cleanse consulting and, um, so I really took a one, I really pivoted from the fried chicken food truck into, <laughs> yeah. into, into holistic nutrition and then got really into herbs, went to, um, the Gaia school of healing, which was, you know, like one part herb, one part, totally just like spiritual self-expansion and, um, and, somewhere down the line, I started cooking again, I think, cause I'd accumulated all this information, um, around people with dietary restrictions. And because there was a time where I was like, no gluten, no dairy, no this, there was, I had a bit of a restrictive mentality around like what I would eat. And, um, now I just eat everything, like listen to my body and move as I need to, um, intuitive eating, intuitive eating, which is like, can sound, I know, like, uh, 
I don't want that to sound off-putting for people who haven't tapped in with their intuition yet, because it can be hard to tell somebody that hasn't started listening to the language of their body, like just intuitively eat. And they're like, what does that mean? You know, like, just tell me what to eat. And so it's a, it's an intricate concept, but like I've arrived here because of all of, all of the information that I've acquired over time. And like also having to really evaluate, um, in my humble opinion, restrictive eating and sort of this like shame around certain foods is very, um, it's very, it's very elitist. Mm -hmm. It's a very colonized perspective. Um, it's reductive and it's patronizing and it can be very violent for people that have had like eating disorders or who have like, um, a strained relationship with food and things as I did most of my life. Like I've always been a a full woman and as a kid and as an early adult and in life, people are shamed for having larger bodies, like pretty consistently, (laughs) like it's, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I fluctuated from being like, I don't know if I would like from just totally restricting food, like completely exercising fanatically, dropping weight, like, like rapidly to, to just on the other side of the spectrum, like no self-control around food at all, just like very emotionally charged eating. So I would say I've had varying eating disorders, like on the spectrum. And it's fascinating that now my life is centered around food when it was so strained. It was such a, um, it was such a difficult topic or it was a point of contention most of my life and still it sometimes is like it's not like that's none of that is um it's not like all of it is gone but I have a lot of perspective in terms of how people emotionally relate to food spiritually and also just societally the ingrained narratives that we have around certain foods um and I kind of mash all that together and that's what makes up my approach to the way I cook to the information I share um, and why it's so important for me to be, to stress a narrative of accessibility and also just a lot of grace. Um, And, and some of that playfulness too, of like, you can't be too rigid about any of it, you know? Um, So that was the, (laughs) that's kind of the journey of like where I am now. And there's so much more to say about that, but that's the meat of it. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing all that. And I know you've gone through difficult experiences that you've shared, but you know, outside looking into what you just shared, I feel like everything really did lead up to this point. Like it all just kind of beautifully, contributed to the wealth of knowledge that you have now and the experience you have now and your ability to relate in diverse ways to people. Mm -hmm. I had my own experience um, that really led me to listening to my body and knowing what that is and what that looks like when I got kidney stones Mm. and experiencing you know, Western medicine and how they take care of all of that. I remember, you know, at the time I had no idea why I got kidney stones. I was 
so young and normally, you know, quote unquote, people who typically get kidney stones are like middle-aged men. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and here I am, you know, like in my super, I don't know, I think I was like 20 or something, um, early twenties and no idea why I had kidney stones. Now looking back, you know, I know I can self-diagnose and know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, I, you know, went to hospital, went to, I forgot what the kidney specialist is specifically called, but ended up eventually being prescribed like 10 different medications. Like one medication led to another, led to another, led to another, you know, like Mm -hmm. one of my prescriptions caused me to be like super constipated. So then I was prescribed pills to help me with the constipation. And then, you know, it kind of accumulated with that. And yeah, I remember at one point, (laughs) yeah, I remember at one point I was like, I'm literally taking 10 pills a day right now. And I just like completely quit it. I stopped. Um, And after that, like I've, I've got them twice. I got them that time. And then I got them the following year. And after that, I've, I don't know if like my body woke up or I woke up, but something woke up and I can like literally listen to my body. Tell me like, okay, something's wrong with my kidneys. Like, okay, something, you know, Mm -hmm. so as difficult as that experience was, I'm really grateful for what it awakened within me. That's definitely it just in my work that I do. And when I, um, I don't widespread offer wellness coaching just yet. I do it like on a, like when I have space to do that for folks, but, and even just when I speak with like my friends or just people in general, when I'm talking about health, it's like everybody who gets to a point where they're more conscious in the way they treat their body or they, they have reached this point um, where their body really shuts down and you know, for you, it was kidney stones. For me, it was like really bad leaky gut or like people, you know, it's like you have this, this kind of like traumatic bodily experience that it is sort of like a switch. You're like, oh shit. Like I, oh, like I can hear, like I can hear my body. I can like under, like you can feel it. And it, it starts to, even if you don't know the language outright just yet, you can hear sort of the communication, um, and that's what I think prompts you to start learning the language. Like <laughs> my boyfriend was laughing. Cause I was like, I was like laying with my head on his chest and I was like, Oh, like your lungs. Like he was like, you're, t- he's like you're <laughs> such a witch. And I was like, no, but like, I can hear, I was like, I can hear, um, like I can hear my cells and your cells are like constantly like communicating with you, you know, like everybody's and for me, it might be, I have more of like a hyper awareness around it. Cause I can hear other people's also. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is, I think there just is a moment for most that's like one common thread, um, that I have observed with folks in their bodily healing journey, that there's a moment of like bodily trauma that where you're like, where you get really sick. And that's what is like the jumping off point of like, you know, taking agency over your healing and sort of it's a reclamation too, because we just, we live in a society where um, there's all these corporate structures that benefit off of us 
being ill and uninformed. And that's just the truth. Um, and I call it, I don't call it the healthcare system. It's the medical industrial complex because it's a business and keeping people sick and on pills is good for the bottom line. And that's just the truth of the matter. There's data that supports that. Um, we do not live in a holistic society and, you know, just the way the food system works and the foods that are marketed to us and the way they're produced and the things that are in them also further evidence of that, of that, it's not a theory, but truly that phenomenon. Um, and so it's super fucking radical to reclaim your health <clears throat> and it's, um, it's a nonlinear process and it doesn't mean that you move through like I drink a Coke like last week, you know, or like earlier in the week and like I eat carnes all the tacos like when I want to, but it, that doesn't mean that I don't um, have the understanding of like the dynamics that are at play. And I think the awareness is the most important thing mm -hmm. and also really staying rooted in, in, um, not getting too caught up in the perfectionism or like the food shame. Um, you know, cause for me, that's like, sometimes I, I, I go into that spiral cause I'm like, Oh man, I have all this information and, and I know all these things and this is what I do for work. But like, I'm eating something that I know is not good for me, but that's like, that's okay too. You know, like I think the stress on your nervous system and, um, and on your heart, really in your spirit to shame yourself, like shame is so gross. Like it's the worst. It it's really so is. bad for you. Um, that's almost worse than probably what's in, you know, the McDonald's French fries or what have you, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, so, so those are all very real, important things to consider in the process of, you know, health and healing around food. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this has been such a great conversation revolving food and, and healing for those who are listening to this and may feel inspired or called to explore their own relationship with their food or explore their own body and like try to understand themselves a little deeper through those avenues, I guess, like, what would you say to them? Um, I think just how I, you know, I mentioned before, just having some grace, like approaching it with uh, curiosity versus a like intensity to like need to do everything at once. It's really one step at a time. Um, if you feel inspired to start a process with your healing around food and your relationship around food. Um, I always say, start with the gut and truly start with the gut and just read about it and learn about it. Um, because, you know, like most of your serotonin is produced in your gut, like your gut affects the way your brain operates. So it, therefore it shapes in some capacity, your perspective on life and also yourself. So if you start there, you can start cracking into like healing your perspective around literally everything in your life. Um, and a beautiful reminder, like something I remind myself of a lot or what people talk to me or ask me about, like ask me for health advice and stuff like that. I'm like, 
your body is so resilient, like with a little consistency or just rather like intention to heal it. It, it thrives. Like I'm getting the chills thinking about it. Cause it's like there, like I said, there's a lot of uh, disempowering information that circulates and um, it's easy to get sucked into sort of like a, like a negative perspective or like, it can feel very overwhelming when you're like, Oh my God, like I have all these things wrong with me. Like, what am I going to do? But it's like, your body's like speaking to you for a reason. And also like, it's just so that your body, our bodies are so good at healing. It's what they, it's what they do. Um, and they're good at it. So just be graceful in the process. And, um, and yeah, I think that, I think that, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Something that I always like to ask my guests is what, how would you describe this current season of your life and the season that you just transitioned out of? I take that very literally. <laughs> I take that very literally in terms of seasons. One of the things, one of the most important things I feel I learned in herb school, plant school was reconnecting with the rhythms of the earth and using the seasons, literally using the seasons to inform the way you move through uh, the world and how you navigate your immediate life and different situations. Um, And then you, and then, you know, a step further is like your seasons as a, as for someone or for people that have uteruses, like your meant the seasons of your menstrual cycle, which very closely remember, like resemble like summer, spring, fall, winter, you know? So this, I, I do work with the seasons, um, for healing. And it's like, we we're in summer now. So, and we just came out of spring. So I'd say I'm coming out of like my personal spring of like, um, allowing myself to like defrost a bit from what was a very like inward kind of an intense winter. And also last year we were like completely in this, like very like isolated, like we were in a year long winter, you know? So it was all introspective. It was all contemplative. Um, if you were doing that work, some people just, you know, didn't want to look at what was happening, but that's, that's fine too. It's a lot. Uh, but spring for me is just kind of allowing the snow to melt and, um, like allowing like my subconscious and like my heart to kind of like bloom and, um, and just witness that and let that happen without like forcing it or pushing it along too much. Um, whatever was coming up and whatever I was opening my eyes to and letting that those things happen. And, um, coming into summer, it's like, you have longer days. It's, it's warmer. Well, it's hot as hell, but like, it's warmer. (laughs) Um, which literally is like, that's the time when you harvest, you're like out on the, like working the land and you have more time to do that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very, um, I'm like, I'm a bit of a workhorse. Like I, I like really, I can get a little, I can, I can do a little too much sometimes. I'll just say that. And so it's like, I want to be in work mode, like all the time, because that's also like how I channel, like through healing and um, how I kind of keep my energy flowing. But I really took spring to like resist the urge to go outside of myself and do, and just sort of let myself be um, for that time. But now that it's summer, I'm like, I'm 
you know, I'm like cooking again for people and like doing, doing events. And, um, and that like really connects me to my purpose in such a tangible way. And so I'm feeling, which is probably why, you know, I attribute that to why I feel so clear and grounded right now. Cause it feels so, I'm so clear on what I'm meant to do and what I want to do. And for the whole, you know, like last year, I wasn't able to bring people together in communion and nourish them. And I didn't realize how much that affected my spirit until like earlier this year, I was so depressed and so sad. Like, um, and there was a lot of reasons why that could have been, but I realized that was one of the big pieces because I just, I couldn't cook for people. And that's like, that's what I do, you know? So now that I'm connecting back to that and, um, cooking for more people and, you know, this was the first year, or the first time ever the dinner at Moonwater was my first ever solo pop-up, you know, I've done it for other people and I've done catering for events, but that was my first dinner that I curated like every detail, the way I wanted it um, for people to come and just feel really nourished and have that experience and do things in a way where we can integrate all of this information that we've gathered over the last year and not rush into like, um, like needing to be at a big event and not like, like really divorcing myself from this idea of scaling and feeding a lot of people. And it's like, I want to keep things like really intimate Mm -hmm. and really safe for people's nervous systems as we like move into like a totally different way of existing. Like things are not, will never be the same. And that's good for a lot of reasons, but it's just very important to consider the fact that like, you can't take a body that didn't have exposure to a lot of people and like um, stimulus for a whole year and then stick them into this really like um, high volume uh, environment because you'll, you're going to, you'll damage your nervous system that way. So really I want to help carry people into like um, the newness and really embrace doing things the slow way. Cause that's always, that's my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that feels like that's the current, yeah, that's my current season. Yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. How you, how you are intending to be that bridge in a way that like safe space for people to transition. Mm -hmm. How was that first curated dinner that you did? It was, it it felt like, it felt like home. Like it was so, um, I was almost shocked. There was moments where I was like, this is like, why does this feel so easy. Like, shouldn't this be, should I be more stressed? Like, why don't I have nerves? But it really, I mean, it's a combination of the fact that it was at Moonwater, which has always been like a really welcoming environment for me. I have a close relationship with Kathleen and Richard who own and run the farm. Um, Kathleen is like a mentor to me and has always been really supportive of everything that I do. So opening up that space, it did feel like I was cooking at my house, you know? Um, And like working with the land, working on the land, feeding people on the land, it just really lends itself to create like a supportive, nourishing environment, like being outside um, and enjoying a meal with things that were taken from the garden or whatever. I think that helped, that helped with the ease, but the dinner sold out and 
I was delightfully surprised because I get into this, like I have imposter syndrome, like a good amount of the time. And I'll be like, is anybody going to come to my birthday party? Like that's kind <laughs> of my energy sometimes. So when yeah. like people really responded well to it, I was like, okay, this is affirming to continue in this direction and just keep pairing back. Um, and just connecting with the roots of cooking and keeping it really simple um, and cooking the food that I want to cook. And I did it, you know, that was my own, I, I curated it myself, but I have like an incredible team that supports me um, in everything that I do. I have my assistant Clarissa and like, you know, some of my chef friends that help me cook and um, my co-creative director, Sam. And so it was, I had the support and so it felt, you know, I think that attributed to the ease that I felt for that dinner, but it was, it was dope. And then yeah. we just did a, a pop-up at Virgil normal, um, last weekend, uh, and cash only productions helped produce it. And it was like, it was cracking. We had to like throw, we had to like tell, we were like, y'all gotta leave like the party's <laughs> over. So it's like the response has been really good to the food and it's really affirming. And I feel so like humbled and like honored and um, it's really nice to be in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on like following suit to your purpose and leaning into that and exploring new spaces and just being very intentional about your process and what you do. I think that's so beautiful. And I look forward to experiencing one of your meals one day and, and yeah. your experiences. I feel like I can literally talk to you about just so <laughs> many things, um, but I'm going to go ahead and let this come to, you we'll know, a full circle moment is there anything that you feel called to share? Um, I want to hold space for that. If not, totally okay. Not particularly. I mean, I, I will say thank you for um, pulling me out of my comfort zone to do this. And not even that, but just uh, creating the container to do so. And uh, for lending your time, I'm really grateful and happy to be connected with you. But yeah, I think I, I feel like I said a lot, honestly, I feel like there's a lot for people to take away and maybe we'll have to do a part two sometime. <laughs> yeah. There's so just so much to food, so much to herbs, so much to earth, so much to healing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm so grateful to have also aligned with you. Thank you for your energy and time. Um, and I hope those who are meant to receive this conversation align with it. So Thank you. Thank you, Jocelyn. I appreciate you. <laughs>